When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Other Connor Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your host, Connor Halley. Hello, Oilers fans. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Other Connor Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Connor Halley. Make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. And for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Game 1 problems. We'll talk about that on the show today. We've got a very good lineup for you. We're going to talk to Zach Lang of Oilers Nation and Daily Faceoff. You can give him a follow on Twitter at ZJLang, and I highly recommend you do so. Great content with Zach. Uh, we'll talk about uh, all things Edmonton Oilers and, and how do they get back into the series after trailing one game to none. We're also going to talk to Hernan Salas. Uh, for those of you who... Big fans of TSN 1260 or have even listened to this podcast before, maybe listen to his old podcast, Locked on Oilers. Uh, Hernan is a huge Oilers fan, and despite no longer working in the media industry, he still follows the team as a fan. So uh, we want to get Hernan on, and uh, he's downtown. He lives downtown. He he gets to see the the noise or hear the noise and, and see the atmosphere, all that. So we're going to talk to Hernan about uh, just the Edmonton Oilers and how fun it's been for him to to go back and be a fan and not be a member of the media. Of course, now he's doing media coordinations with the Edmonton Elks. And uh, we also want to talk to Hernan about those Elks because on Friday night, they're having a Stand With Ukraine night where ticket sales are going to go to Help Ukraine. Uh, they're only $15, so you want to go sit outside on a Friday night, it doesn't conflict with the Oilers. Enjoy some beautiful weather, watch some football, maybe have a couple bevies, some good food. You can do that. Uh, we'll talk to Hernan Salas about that later on in the show. Very quickly, I want to thank our sponsor, DraftKings. If you're looking to have a little bit of fun with some daily fantasy sports, check out DraftKings. Use promo code THPN. You've got the NHL playoffs. You've got the NBA Finals. Major League Baseball's in full swing. Golf, MMA, the NFL will be back before we know it. Lots of fun with DraftKings. Sign up today. Use promo code THPN. Like I said, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on in the podcast. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the Oilers. Since the last time we spoke, they knocked off the Calgary Flames in the BOA second round. Connor McDavid with the overtime winner. I think that that's going to be a memory for a lot of us that we'll never forget. Uh, if you're around my age range... I'm 35, born in 87. I never really got a chance to check out the Battle of Alberta back in the glory days. So this was the first opportunity for me to watch. And as excited as I was, there was a little bit of me that thought, you know, if the Oilers lose, the Flames fans have something to hold over your head. And we've all got friends from Calgary. We've all got friends who root on the Flames. And, you know, you just don't want to lose the BOA. So for everyone out there, I'm extremely happy that the Oilers found a way to get it done. Uh, 
the the way they got it done was extremely encouraging. Obviously, they lost the first game in pretty bad fashion, despite making it close. And uh, after that, though, the Oilers, they found a way to bounce back. They played really strong defensive hockey. They shut down the Calgary Flames' big players. Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Goudreau were pretty much invisible in games 2, 3, 4, and 5. And now for the Edmonton Oilers, I think they've got to build off that uh, for those who somehow missed it, the Oilers fell to the Avalanche in Game 1 of the Western Conference Final on a Tuesday night, 8-6. to six, And kind of similar, you know, bad defensively. Obviously, there were some circumstances that went against the Oilers. But, you know, I, I think hearing the media ask questions to the Oilers after the game, hearing, like, you know, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse, Mike Smith, and Coach Woodcroft, there wasn't a whole lot of panic. And I think even Mike Smith was cracking jokes. Like he said, yeah, I guess we just don't like games won. So I, I think that this team has shown how resilient they can be, you know, even despite falling down in the game last night or Tuesday night, I guess if you're listening on Thursday. I mean, the Oilers did rattle off three straight goals and made it a one-goal game. McDavid, Derek Ryan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, all scoring goals before Gabriel Landeskog would put the nail in the coffin for Game 1. But I, I think there's a lot of reason to believe that the Oilers can find a way to get back into this series. Obviously, there's things you just can't do. I mean, you got to watch out for Nathan McKinnon when he's flying down the middle of the ice full speed. Uh, tough one there. Uh, the Kale McCarr goal... I, I I still don't like the rule, and I get how, by the rule of the law, the NHL did make the right call, but to me, Kale McCarr, despite not physically touching the puck, he still had control. So I don't know. I think maybe we need a little bit of a refresher on that rule, but the one thing you did learn from that goal is Kale McCarr is one hell of a hockey player, and if he crosses that blue line, you can't give him that shot. He's too good. I get there's that fear that you know he could walk right around you but that was a real tough one uh jay woodcroft did challenge obviously didn't get the challenge call correct and 32 seconds into the second period nazem kadri scores his sixth goal of the playoffs the Oilers would respond ryan mcleod scoring a goal but you know under two minutes later miko ranton and scores for the avalanche like it, it seemed you know whenever the Oilers got a little bit of momentum the Colorado Avalanche did a very good job of finding ways to get it back. So, I mean, there, there are some negatives that came out of this game, but there's also some positives. If you're an Oilers fan, I think you can look at this game and say that despite the 8-6 loss, two goals were kind of meh, and there's things you can clean up. And, you know, you still found a way to put sixth past the Colorado Avalanche goaltenders. And, you know, there are some issues there with Colorado with their goaltenders going forward. We're not too sure about Darcy Kemper. Uh, obviously, he left the game with the eye injury, uh, something that he might have had suffered earlier on in the year. Something might have rattled it. Uh, we'll see if he's good to go on Thursday. But on the flip side, I think the Colorado Avalanche would probably say the same thing. You know, goaltending wasn't that strong. Uh, maybe they don't like the power plays that they gave the Edmonton Oilers. So both sides, I think, probably want to clean things up. That's obvious when there's an 8-6 game. But uh, we're going to break that down with our guests. So we'll start it off with Zach Lang, and then we'll get to Hernan Salas later on. But like I said, let's kick it off. Zach Lang, Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff, Blue Jays Nation. You can give him a follow on Twitter at ZJLang. I highly recommend you do so. Zach, thank you so much for doing this today. How are you doing? 
Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. It's uh, you know, just try to rest and recover after a hectic game one, and uh, <laughs> get ready for game two tomorrow. Well, I, I mean, I, I scroll through your uh, Twitter feed today, and I see you're also fueled by the McDonald's dollar dazed iced coffee. I'm right there with you. Uh, definitely needed one after last night. I mean, uh, there's lots to get to, but l- let me just start off with this one. One game down, Oilers. Uh, some similarities to the game one against the Calgary Flames. Just just how are you feeling today? I mean, what's the confidence level like for the Oilers in this series against the Avalanche? You know, Connor, I think the confidence level has to stay high. Uh, I'm really not worried right now. I'm not. Um, you look at the way the Oilers responded against L.A. and against Calgary, as you mentioned. The Oilers played some really tough in games two through seven against L.A. and, and two through five against Calgary. So, you know, the way I've kind of looked at it coming into this round, it's gravy, so to speak, in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think there was a lot of people who expected the Oilers to go on such a run this year. Um, and I think just the fact that they're playing here in Conference Finals is just such a great experience for so many of these players on the team. I think it's going to pay off dividends down the road. Um, I still feel confident uh, in the Oilers team against Colorado, though. I think the matchup is really good. And as Jim Woodcroft said four times in his post-compressor last night, uh, you know, the Oilers took six goals past the uh, both Darcy Kemper and Pavel Francouz last night. So there's obviously things that the Oilers can feel good about in their game, um, but it's going to be clear that they've got to address the defensive woes that they had in Game 1 uh, against Colorado, much like they did against Calgary. Zach, as we're talking, I just heard uh, a three-run shot by the Blue Jays uh, taking on the White Sox right now. I hope not a spoiler alert for you or anything like that, but uh, I just had to drop that in there. Uh, Danny Jansen, a uh, little shot there. Is uh, a new Jays fan for you. I'm sure you're happy to hear that. Uh, let's get back to the Oilers, though. Sorry, my, my fandom took took uh, took over right there. Now, you talk about that. like It, it is all gravy from here on. And the whole season, I, I looked at this Oilers team, and I thought, you know, if they don't win a playoff series, it's a failure. The top to bottom, you know, big picture, it just it's not a good thing. It doesn't matter about small victories here and there. It's not going to be a good thing. And, you know, Game 7 against the Kings, they were facing it. And then, you know, they pick up the win. They get the win against Chicago, or against Calgary, which is awesome. And, you know, for, for the first uh, time in my life and your life and a bunch of people's lives, they got a chance to see the BOA and what it's all about. I, I think a lot of us thought it'd probably go longer than five games. But, you know, for the Oilers fans listening, you're probably pretty happy about it. And, you know, now we going into Colorado... I think a lot of fans would say, you know, whatever happens, it, it, it's been a good year. And, you know, like you said, the the experience that some of the younger guys are getting from this and, you know, getting a chance to, to be on hockey's almost main stage. Uh, it's the only game every night now going forward because, uh, you know, you're alternating with the Eastern Conference. But it, it has been quite the experience so far. Now, when you, when you look at Oilers' lineup, and going into game number two, uh, we had Ryan Rashog on with Jason Greger today, and he talked about potentially splitting up McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh potentially replacing Darnell Nurse on the top pairing with Brett Kulak just because of the injury. Going into game two on a Thursday, is there any lineup moves that you would make? Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple of options the Oilers could go with. I, I'm not sure if I'm a huge fan of splitting up McDavid and Dreisaitl. You know, I've still got some question marks about whether or not Dreisaitl can really drive his own line uh, right now in these playoffs. I think he struggled to do so against L.A. a little bit. And you look at the way that Dreisaitl's played with McDavid uh, late in that L.A. series and into Calgary, I really like that that uh 
that pairing of those two there, you know, you can look at the Oilers' fourth line and maybe mix things up there a little bit as well. Uh, you know, granted, they did a, they were able to score, you know, their first goal of the playoffs last night in game one. Um, but at the same breath, they've also been on the ice for six goals against. And that's been really tough for that Oilers' fourth line, considering they really don't play a lot of minutes. Um you know, maybe a guy like Devin Shore could be brought in to replace Josh Archibald. They play a pretty similar game, and Shore's numbers under Jay Woodcroft have been pretty solid. Of course, you also have the option of going with Dylan Holloway, and I would I would be a big proponent proponent of doing that as well. Um, I think Holloway is ready for the NHL game and ready to take on you know some some NHL minutes here at you know five or six minutes a night on that fourth line wouldn't hurt. Of course, you look at the back end too, and Brett Kulak has been such a great addition for this Oilers team. I mentioned it on Twitter last week, but I think he's been equally as important of an addition as Evander Kane was um, when they were able to bring him in earlier this year. You know, I'd maybe like to see Kulak and Barry get some more minutes. I thought they had a pretty strong game in game one. Um, and Darnell Nurse is a guy who's clearly hurting right now. You know, it's been reported he's got a core muscle injury, and that's uh, something that I think is really ailing him right now. He really struggled to keep up with the speed of Colorado last night. So, you know, maybe uh, taking a few minutes off of his game would, would be beneficial. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that's it's a really good point. Like, Darnell Nurse clearly hampered by injury, and when you're the top pairing, especially going up against Colorado's top line, like, they're just going to exploit you. Uh, it doesn't look like he can turn and go like he once could, and, and if it is the abdominal issue, that would totally make a lot of sense. And I, I like what you said there about uh, potentially looking at Dylan Holloway, because I know some people say, you know, you don't want to put him out there, but... I mean, geez, you want to you want to put him in a situation where the the blood's pumping and and he's ready to go. Why not throw him out there in a Western Conference semifinal? I mean, he's played at high level, um, played you know at the best collegiate level you can. Went to the playoffs, uh, played at the World Juniors where it's pretty intense. And I know the NHL's an absolute other animal, but he he's shown at the AHL level that he can play a certain role and do a certain job. And replacing Josh Archibald to me, it. It's kind of a no-brainer. Like I would love to see it. Archibald, the last few games, like he hasn't played double-digit minutes since May 14th. Uh, that's Game Seven against the LA Kings. Like against the Flames, he was eight minutes, four minutes, seven, six, four, and then last night against the Avalanche, eight minutes. Like I think the opportunity to put in Dylan Holloway's there, and then even just when he gets those opportunities, if he gets those opportunities. The scoring upside. I mean, it, it just seems like it's something that you could definitely try to go with there. And, and even if it is Devin Shore, I mean, I, I haven't been a huge fan of Josh Archibald as of late. You know, I, I know he injects that little energy and he can throw hits, but at what cost and what has it really brought them, right? So um, I, I would be intrigued to see if Jay Woodcroft makes any moves. He was on the show with Gregor a while ago and, you know, talked about how much he does trust Dylan Holloway. So that that would be interesting. I'd like to see that. Uh, just sticking with Jay Woodcroft, uh, speaking to the media today, he did say that he's not going to announce his starter. I, I think we would all assume Mike Smith will get the nod to try and bounce back like he did in series uh, the series against the Calgary Flames. But is there any way in your mind that Miko Koskinen would get the start over Smith in game two? I can definitely see a scenario where it happens, Connor. I mean, Miko Koskinen came in last night. He looked really good. Like, I actually thought he came in and played quite well for the Oilers. Um, you know, he stopped 20 of the 21 shots he faced. It's good enough for a 952 save percentage. Um, something was clearly working for him, and he made a couple of pretty big stops as well. 
you know, it's a, it's, it's difficult because if you decide to go to Koskinen, could you actually go back to Smith at another point in this series and feel mm-hmm. confident in that? Uh, what kind of a message would that send to a guy like Smith as well, who, you know, the team has put a lot into over the last couple of years and has con- consistently trusted him in these high level situations. Um, I still think you go back to Smith based off the fact that, you know, in game one's all playoffs long, he's got like an 814 save percentage. And in the rest of them, he's got like a 950 or something in that area. The splits are kind of wild to look at. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you go back to Smith here and, and hope he can battle back and, and win the Oilers a couple of games in this series. Now, Zach, you always do a really good job uh, post-game. I mean, on social media, I think you're a must-follow for Oilers fans. You've got the goals. And you do it at a really nice quality level. Uh, for me, I just use a, a, my phone and a free app that I found, and people always make fun of me because it's got a blue hue to it. So I'm trying to do less and just direct people in your direction. Uh, post-game show, you've got – or sorry, not post-game show, but post-game interviews, you always do a really good job of kind of transcribing um, you know, players' comments, coach comments, things like that. So obviously you watch them. I was a part of the post-game show last night on TSN 1260, so I got a chance to listen to the post-game comments, and I got a sense from the guys that spoke, uh, Nurse McDavid, Dreithel Smith, and of course Coach Jay Woodcroft, that there wasn't a lot of panic with this group. Like, they can almost look back at that series against the Flames and, and say, hey, and you know, even looking at this game, they had that call that didn't go their way that, you know, a lot of us probably disagreed with. And then, you know, you have the penalty that comes right after due to the challenge that the Avalanche capitalized on. Like, I didn't see a whole lot of panic from this group, and I think that's a really good sign. Uh, Did you kind of get that sense as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, They really seemed confident in themselves and their game. You know, it was sort of one of those situations where it's like, yeah, we've been here before. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't come up with the, the start in game one that we wanted. I mean, I, they did go up one nothing in the game, which was great, but it unraveled so quickly in that first period. But they seem to have that sort of bravado that you need to have at this point in the season of like, hey, you know what? We're in the Western Conference Finals right now. You know, we're, we're one of the top four teams in the entire NHL this season. That's something to feel good about. That's something that they can really carry into, you know, games two, three, four, et cetera, the rest of the series. I have all the confidence in the world in this team that they're going to be able to bounce back. And I wrote about that a couple of days ago at OilersNation.com where you look at this team and it just feels different right now. This playoffs feels different. It's a different team. It's a different attitude. It's a different atmosphere. Um, that the Oilers have kind of brought forth this year under Jay Woodcroft. You know, if if you would have told me when the Oilers hired Jay Woodcroft that they'd be in the Western Conference Finals right now, uh, playing the type of hockey that they have, overcoming what they have in these playoffs, I, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe that that team could have beat the Calgary Flames in five games. Um, I think the Oilers can play with anybody in this league, and I really think they can play with Colorado. And the players seem to feel that way as well. So I think there's a lot of confidence oozing from them right now, and I think they'll carry it into uh, what I expect to be a win in Game 2. Zach Lang from Oilers Nation joining me here on the Other Connor Podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at ZJ Lang. Like I said, does really good stuff throughout the Oilers games and on the off games. And if you're a Jays fan as well, lots of good content there. Uh, Zach, uh, I guess going into game two, uh, you're confident. I think a lot of fans are confident. The Oilers feel like they are confident. Why should they be? Like, what, what do you see from Colorado that you think that the Oilers can look at and say, you know, game one didn't go our way, but game two, we can probably exploit this. You know what, Connor? I honestly don't think Colorado is as deep of a team as people say they are. 
Um, I think the Oilers' top six matches up really well against Colorado's, and I think the Oilers' bottom six matches up really well as well. I, I really like the third line of Warren Fogel, Ryan McLeod, and Yessa Puliyarvi. I think that's a trio the Oilers need to get out a lot more. They controlled like 80% of the expected goal share and scoring chances last night. That's a really, really high number against what people say, you know, was a cup favorite team in Colorado. And especially on the back end too, there's nothing beyond their first pairing of Taves and Makar. That really scares me. Um, you know, I think the Oilers did a good job of, of exploiting Josh Manson. I think he's a player who's overrated on that back end. You know, and they're still reeling having lost Samuel Girard too. Like he was a guy who played massive minutes for them on their back end. So, you know, I think the Oilers have the ability to put goals up against them. I mean, again, I'll go back to what Woodcroft said four times last night. Um, you know, the Oilers put up six against a good Colorado team that was top 10 in goals against in the league this year. So, you know, I, I think that they have the ability to come back and play, uh, you know, their style of game and implement it on Colorado. That's something that they talk about a lot of. And I have all of the confidence in the world in Jay Woodcroft as the head coach of this club. Uh, I think he'll have the guys ready to go in, in what's going to be a massive game too. Now, uh, just one last question for you, Zach. I know you got to get running here. Uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, uh, the, we know there's issues there with goaltending. Uh, Darcy Kemper was strong down the stretch in the playoffs, maybe not as good as they would have hoped. Last night he leaves the game, uh, potentially an eye injury that might be flaring up. Uh, if he's unable to go in game, let's say two, three, four, just how big of a loss is that for Colorado? I think it's massive. I mean, you look last night, Pavel Francouz did not look very good. You know, he allowed three goals on 21 shots last night. He had an 857 save percentage. He's a guy who hasn't played, like, granted, he had a really good regular season for them. Um, but he's a guy who doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. Not that Kemper has a whole lot more, but I think the drop off there is significant enough that the Oilers could exploit it. Um, I don't know if Francis looked ready whatsoever for what the Oilers were throwing his way last night. And hey, at the end of the day, you know, the Oilers managed to mount a pretty significant comeback in that game. You know, let's not forget that at one point they were down 7-3 and basically up until the final 40 seconds of the game, you know, the Oilers came back and, and were able to make it a 7-6 game. They made it close with Francis in the net. So, you know, I think the advantage might shift a little bit towards the Oilers as a whole uh, if Kemper's unable to go. And this is a time of year where, you know, injuries like that happen. And, you know, it's kind of ironic in a sense, too. You look at Colorado, you know, their first round matchup, UC Soros went down for Nashville. They were forced to go to David Riddick. Of course, Colorado swept Nashville in four games. Second series, they were facing St. Louis and Jordan Biddington came in and was playing great hockey. And then, of course, there's the collision with Nazem Kadri and, and the controversy that surrounded that one. Um, and now, you know, Colorado may be getting a taste of their own medicine, so to speak, where, you know, now they're the team that has a goaltender who's going down with, um, you know, some type of injury that could really shift uh, the way that they're able to perform in these playoffs. So, you know, if the Oilers, if uh, Colorado has to go to Francis, I, I like the Oilers' odds to to come back in this one. Now, Zach, I'm just going to say we we brought you in on Zoom midway through, and I just brought you up on the screen. Your background is the various Wendy's locations in Edmonton. Uh, you're going to Wendy's. What's the go-to meal? Uh, go-to meal for me, two JBCs. And uh, five nuggets with honey mustard sauce. I like to keep it nice and simple when I go. Surprisingly, filling sandwiches 
The nuggets are nice and crispy. I may say they're better than McDonald's. Ooh. And I really like the honey mustard sauce that they have as well. So uh, I'm a big Wendy's guy. And uh, the reason I actually have all these Wendy's locations is because Toronto actually doesn't have a single Wendy's location. So um, I like to rub it in the face of Torontonians any chance I can get. That is that is horrible. Uh, question. Do you ever get a pop at Wendy's? And are you always surprised by how big the cups are? It scares me every time I order one. <laughs> I get a meeting. I'm like, Jesus, large... what is this? <laughs> I know. It's like, wait a second. Am I all of a sudden in the United States <laughs> with the size of these cups? Right. It's kind of wild. So, you know, even their smalls are almost like mediums or larges at other places. It always throws me for a bit of a loop. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Wendy's. I, I once went there after a long day, tried to order a JBC and I called it a Boonier Jake and cheeseburger. And uh, since then, I'm just like, hey, just JBC, JBC. Don't don't be a hero, Connor. Just get it out. Uh, Zach, thanks a lot for doing this. Really appreciate it. Uh, people can check out your work up at Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff, Blue Jays Nation. Anywhere else? Anything else you'd like to plug here? Uh, no, that's about it. Um, you can follow me at all those places on Twitter, at ZJ Lang. And I uh, always do the clips and the quotes, as you mentioned. So uh, if you need a quick replay, I'm the guy for it. Beautiful. Zach, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully the Oilers can keep this run going and we can get you back on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado or New Hampshire. You can visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, in Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF, in Louisiana, 1-877-770-STOP, 8778-HOPE-NY, in New York, in Oregon, you can visit opgr.org, in Tennessee, call the red line, 1-800-889-9789, and in Virginia, 1-888-532-3500, 21 plus, 18 plus in Wyoming, must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. There you go. That is Zach Lang of Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff, Blue Jays Nation. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter, at ZJ Lang. Like we said, during the game, he's got your goal replays. Post-game, he's got the transcribe going on for post-game comments. Lots of good content there. And uh, always good stuff about Oilers Nation 
as well. Appreciate Zach hopping on the podcast. Right now, let's turn our attention to a guy you know and love, Hernan Salas, longtime co-worker of mine at TSN 1260, now working with the Edmonton Elks, and they got a really great thing going on down at Commonwealth Stadium on Friday night to help out with Ukraine. Of course, he's now just a fan of the Edmonton Oilers, so we had to bring Nanzo onto the show. Hernan, thanks so much for doing this today. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you been, my friend? Oh, you know what? We miss you here at TSN 1260, but uh, I know you're thriving no, you with don't. the Elks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff doesn't rip on me quite as often as you did, so I guess, you know, day-to-day, I'm my spirits are probably a little bit higher, but uh, glad you're able to do this. Uh, I know podcasting is something you had to step away from with the Elks. You're far yeah. too busy. Um, I mean, and I want to ask you about that. We're going to talk about the Oilers because you're back to Hernan the fan, and uh, I'm sure you're enjoying this playoff run. It's a whole lot of fun, but man, how are things going with the Elks? It's the dog days of training camp. Uh, Friday night, the team taking on the Calgary Stampeders. We're going to talk about that, but how's the transition gone, man? You went from, from our side to to, I don't know, I don't want to call it the dark side. Maybe you went to the light side and we're the dark side. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good, man. Uh, like you said, it, it started off, you know, slow in April. And I was, you know, just kind of getting my feet wet and all that. But it's really picked up since training camp. Loving it. Uh, super, super, duper busy. Um, but uh, when you're working for a pro team, it's it, it's quite uh, it's quite cool. It's quite awesome. No complaints, um, and you, you know, just like in radio, you put in sometimes long hours, but it's but it's all worth it at the end. And when you love what you do, man, it really works. So, <laughs> uh, so far, so good, Connor. So far, so good. Uh, love it. I'm missing you guys too. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes after um, after an order game, I do have FOMO, so uh, always listening to you guys. So I have you guys on in, in the office all day, pretty much, and then post game, and uh, usually tune in for post game to see the reaction because it's been such a wild ride so it's been great I can just see you just ranting to your girlfriend and she's like yeah 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 like you're not on the radio man chill out but yeah uh, and the the Twitter like (laughs) I don't take the Twitter as much and uh yeah, it's definitely been a transition. I'm not gonna lie, man. <laughs> well, Hernan, uh, you had the first road trip, right? Was it? It was a day trip to Winnipeg, wasn't it? Just because there was some uncertainty about what was going to happen. Um, what What was that like? I mean, a lot of flying in a not a lot of time. Yeah, it was. You know what? It was cool. It was my first road trip uh, with the team, kind of like uh, charter. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, we only went to Winnipeg only about an hour and twenty. Uh, there, but it was cool, man. It was just to be with the team and kind of see how how it works uh, when you're on the road. Now it was a little different because usually you fly in the day before, but with all the whole VA stuff, uh, we flew the same day. Um, but it was awesome, man. And the Winnipeg Stadium is just outstanding, Connor. Like it's it's beautiful. It's uh, the fans are close to the action. Uh, it was it was fun and just to kind of be on the sidelines and, and see the, uh, the the game that close and how fast and how talented these players are. It's a pretty cool experience. So always good kind of be behind the scenes um, of pro sports. It's, it's cool, man. It's I was like a kid in a candy store, man. I was loving every minute of it. Long day for sure because we flew and flew there and flew back the same day, but that's, that's a one-off, right? But 
all in all, it was it was a great experience, and I can't wait to uh, visit uh, all the other uh, great CFL cities in their stadiums. Oh man, I mean it's it's going to be awesome. I'm so happy for you. Glad you're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I hear Montreal's a fun town, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully you'll get a go on <laughs> I that. Hear that too, I hear that too, Father. I hear that too. this Friday, and, and part of the reason I wanted to have you on uh, the Edmonton Elks. I mean, it's it's crazy what can change in a matter of like six months like I, I don't want to throw dirt on the previous regime but since uh, oh. Victor Kui came and joined the organization as president like the guy gets it he, he's just he's turning this whole thing around Chris Jones back as the head coach and uh, I mean the one thing that I, I really like about what Kui and the, the Elks organization is doing it's it's very community focused and we have a huge Ukrainian population in Canada big in Alberta big in Edmonton and Friday night uh, the organization doing Stand with Ukraine uh, I think is it net proceeds from the tickets are going to go to help Ukrainians here settling in Edmonton uh, what can you tell us about the event well it's just it, it, it's a great it's great and that's what Victor does right like uh, you know it's, it's sad to see what's going on there in the Ukraine a lot of people coming over uh, you know fleeing, uh, fleeing the Ukraine coming here so yeah it's, it's just a great it's a great um way to, to, to help out with our first preseason game and as you know choir preseason games usually there's not a there's not a big crowd but it's you know that's what we're aiming for and and it's fifteen dollar tickets proceeds going like you said to help uh Ukraine's uh Ukrainian uh, uh people resettle here in, in Edmonton. So it's it's absolutely a great cause and absolutely love it. Yeah, just to be clear, net proceeds going directly to helping Ukrainians resettle here in Alberta. Uh, $15 tickets. It should be fun. You're going to see some talented players as well, Connor. Calgary, Edmonton, it's never never a dull moment. You're going to see a lot of guys that are probably unknown, but a lot of guys looking for jobs. And All in all, I just hope it's... Um, I kind of know what's going to happen uh, in the game. I, I can't really spoil it with Steve Potter, but uh, I think people should go check it out. Listen, I know the I know the orders are off that day. I know the Edmonton Old Kings kick off the WHL final that day, but this is uh, such a great cause, and and you know people here love the CFL as well. So I don't want to be here saying pick and choose between hockey and, and football. Wherever wherever you the heart desires, you, you go and enjoy whatever sport you like. But I think we're gonna have a nice crowd, very good crowd on Friday night. It's supposed to be a very nice day, and, and for me, there's nothing better than watching CFL football on a sunny, hot day here in uh, here in Edmonton. So looking forward to it. Like I said, I can't really share too much because. Um, uh, you know, we want the people there that show up to, to have a nice surprise and, and enjoy the game and enjoy the festivities as well. Yeah, I mean, and I went and bought some tickets today. I can't make it, but I, I gave it to someone else. I wanted to support the cause. The tickets are selling fast. Like I, I was looking lower level, sold out. Yeah, you know, you, you got to go higher up, and I like higher up. I was a season ticket holder for about ten years, upper section Y. There's not a bad yeah. seat in Commonwealth, so I highly recommend it. It goes to a great cause, and of course, uh, it's a lot of fun. The weather's going to be nice, the beer's yeah. going to be cold, the food's going to be good, and the football will be fun. So uh, if you're looking for something to do on Friday night, and you know. You don't want to go in a cold arena. Go sit outside. Uh, Hernan, we got to talk about the Oilers because this is an Oilers podcast, and uh, we won't get too deep with you, but just how nice has it been to watch this team as a fan and especially the success that they've had? Like, we haven't seen them win a series since 2017, and this year you get two, plus a Battle of Alberta. You had to be loving it. Yeah, you know what? The transition from covering the team and talking about them on the radio to just – 
watching the game and being able to kind of turn everything off after the game, whether they win or lose, and just kind of enjoy a beer and high five other people. It's been kind of cool. I mean, I went to the Moscow for game, I want to say game three of Calgary, uh, and that was a good time. I wanted to experience it. I did. I'm good now, um, but it was a fun time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's been you know what, that LA series, I, I, I picked Edmonton, obviously, in six, and then when they were down 3-2, I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. And, you know, <laughs> you, you, those, uh, those negative feelings come back, right? You're like, oh, man, are they really going to blow it? But they played two excellent games, pulled it out. And I'll, I'll say this, I, I I knew they could beat Calgary. I didn't know if they could beat him in five. Like, that kind of threw me off. But they played so well in, in that series. And I remember the first game, just being upset because he gave up. They gave up nine goals, even though the order were right there. Like you're like, oh man, is Calgary this much better? Like it's like, what's going on? And then, boom! Like the, the next four games, the orders were just fantastic. And then, yeah, they got a bit of a break in in game five, but those things happen. I mean, even though know, you saw the break yesterday, whether it's right or wrong, I, I, what it is, what it is right now, the orders didn't lose that game yesterday because of that call, but. Yeah, it's been fun, Connor. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, being able to watch it with family and friends. And, and I'll be honest, most of the games I've watched by myself because I just, I'm a little cray-cray, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I like yelling and, and doing my own thing. So I, I think I've only watched four games so far in the playoffs with other people. <laughs> and outside of the girlfriend, right? Like, uh, but it's been, it's been fun. I'm happy for this group. Uh, this group needed this. Um, you know, after the the last two seasons of disappointment against Winnipeg and and the Chicago Blackhawks, I, I was happy with them being in the second round. Carter, I'll be honest. I I was like, if they lost Calgary, I would have been like, you know what, that's tough. It sucks, but they at least they advanced out of that first round. Now they're in the conference finals, and for me, this is a huge win for them. Like I I don't know what what's going to happen here going forward with the Colorado series. First game was outstanding. It was fun to watch. I'm sure the coaches didn't like it, but. <laughs> I mean, how can you not love this, man? Like, you see the city, man. And that's the biggest thing for me, Connor. I live downtown, and it's absolutely wild when they win. Like, it's it's so nice to see again, and, and there's not a lot of um, a bad stuff going on, you know? Like, I know back in 06 and went out, there's a lot of people use that Oilers excuse to, to do bad things, but this time it just seems everybody's just having a good time and, and loving it, and... This is a, a long-suffering fan base, so I'm equally happy for them because they deserve this. And seeing Connor McDavid celebrate that goal in Game Five in overtime like that just that made my heart happy because <laughs> these guys deserve it. They take a lot of heat here, and listen, I was one of them. I was very hard on this team when they were doing bad, but when they're doing great, I'm always going to praise them, and I'm just happy. I'm happy for like like I said, guys like '97, Drysdale, Nuge that. I've been here through some tough times and, and now are getting some rewards out of it. It's funny, Hernan. Like, I said it from the start of the year, this team has to win a series, maybe two. Like, otherwise, it's a failure big yeah. picture. And they were so it close. To, like, they had to beat LA, Connor. Like, that <laughs> was like, there was, like, I was like, if they lose this series, like, and hey, kudos to LA. I thought they played well for having a lot of young guys and missing yeah. some key players. They played the later. But that make them better, right? Like that's that's growing every series. I don't expect anything different. Like I, I think it'll bounce back against Colorado again. Connor, they were at their best in Game One, but they were one goal away from tying it and had a couple good looks at mm-hmm. seven six. 
Oh yeah, I mean, and, and they went through adversity. It's it, it's going to be a really good series. I think they can always fall back on that series against the Flames. You know where they lost big big game one in disappointing fashion. And yeah, I mean, credit to LA put up a good battle. The Oilers were very close to a failure of a season, and uh, now uh, someone said it's it's gravy. Like it's whatever they do, it's all good if they find a way to win. That's huge, but uh, you're right. Uh, for for the players, for the fans, it's nice to see this postseason success. Now, does it transition at all? I mean, are, are people in the Elks room watching the Oilers? Do you guys talk about it out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the whole staff is, like, you watch in the game, well, like, in the, I know uh, for game for game five against Calgary, uh, a group of us, uh, I think there was five, six of us, we went out all together, had a bite to eat, and and had a few beverages just watching the game and, and just enjoying the, the, the night and some hockey, right? So, oh, yeah, the Elks are, are totally behind the Edmonton Oilers. Want to continue, uh, want, want them to continue to have success. And, yeah, it's uh, everybody in the office is cheering on for the Oilers. Uh, outside, we got a few Calgary guys, so <laughs> we had some bragging rights. It was all in good fun. But, yeah, I know definitely. I mean, for me, growing up, Connor, like, like I've always said this, like Oilers and, and and back then the Eskimos were almost equal. Like you know, like how now it's kind of the narrative change where this is an Oilers town, and and to a certain extent that's true. But I'll say this: when I was growing up, both teams were were I, were just as big and, and were just as popular and were just as successful. So that's what we're striving for now with the Edmonton Elks and the new leadership and the new coaching staff and a handful of new players is, is to get back to where where this football team belongs. Because growing up, uh, for me, Oilers, Eskimos were, there's no one better, Connor, no one better. Oh, man. I mean, hey, I, I remember on the Elkcast when we had Warren Moon on, people got oh, fired up. Yeah. Like the, the, the Edmonton faithful... They'll support the Elks. They they will be out there uh, when they oh, win the games. Yeah. And we know Chris Jones. Uh, he's going to get the guys going in the right direction. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, Hernan. I can't wait to get down there for a game. And uh, hopefully we'll see you down there at practice. I, I'm actually off to Alaska on a cruise next week. Something I, I never I thought it. I would say. So I won't be able to come down next week. But uh, the, the following week, I, I hope to get down there for some practices. So what, what are you off? What are you gone for seven days, ten days? Yeah, we, we head out to Vancouver on Saturday. We'll spend the night in okay. Vancouver. Uh, we'll watch the Oilers, of course. Uh, probably do so with dinner and drinks. And then Sunday we we board the cruise. I think that's I think that's how you properly say it. And then, yeah, head up to Juneau. That's the only stop I know. I don't know much about Alaska. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back down and then uh, heading back to Edmonton. I'll be, I guess, next Monday I'll be back uh, back in the city. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, Alaska, that's, that's interesting, man. That's going to be fun, though. I, I mean, cruise is always on the bucket list, man. Like, it's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, pretty interesting. So good on you, man. <laughs> when I get back, I'll, I'll let you know how, what the cruise life is like. Maybe I'll, well, I'll be a cruiser. Make sure you post pictures, though, right? Oh, yeah. Of, of course. Of course. I'll I'll load up the Instagram with uh, just photo dumps from what I do in Alaska. Yeah, you got to post pictures of Alaska because I'm so intrigued by that trip. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a family one, right? A family one, yeah. Yeah. Go there with... Uh, the, well, the sisters, the parents, the girlfriend, and then uh, two nephews and one niece, all under the age of four. So that'll be interesting how the kids do, but uh, it'll be something. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll, they'll love it, man. They'll love it. Well, Hernan, thanks for doing this today. Keep up the good work with the Elks and uh, go Oilers, right? 
Yeah, man. Go, uh, go Oilers. Go Elks. It's, uh, you know what's awesome, Connor? Is that we get, like, there's so many sports going on in, like, June for here in Edmonton. Like, when's that? When's the last time we could say that? Like, Oil Kings in the final. Yeah. Oilers Western Conference finals. Elks about to kick off their season. Stingers kicked off their season last week. Uh, the Riverhawks, is that what they're called? Riverhawks are out in yeah. Kelowna yeah. this week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just crazy. It's awesome. And, and hopefully people get out and support all these teams, man. man. It's just it's just outstanding. i got to get out to a Stingers game. Oh, Stingers are a lot of fun. And uh, I was looking into it, the Riverhawks home opener next Tuesday against the Portland Pickles. So, uh, oh. I mean, hey, if you're downtown, you gotta, you, you have no excuse. you got to make the walk down to the park and catch a couple, well, you, couple games. Is that Tuesday? Next Tuesday, yeah. Well, I guess the Oilers uh, play... I might. I no, might it's have, Monday, I so yeah. Have, I might have to indulge and in, uh, and head down there and just uh, maybe have a nice hot dog and a beer and watch some good old baseball. I just gotta find someone to go with. Maybe I'll call up uh, handsome Tom Gazzola. There you go. The plans. Well, he might be busy though. He might be doing post games. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think so because it'd be Saturday then Monday. So uh, ah, hey, that's right. The wheels yeah, are in yeah. motion. The wheels are in motion. The Hernan. wheels are in motion. Carl, what's your prediction for the series? Did you make one? Uh, you know what? Nobody ever asked me my thoughts on the prediction. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this is an Oilers-based podcast, so I'm going to go with the Oilers uh, in six. How about that? How, how about you? Yeah, I didn't make a prediction. I just I was I was telling people at work. I just I was telling them I hope both teams just have fun. But <laughs> um, I love to see the Oilers go to a final, man. Like it's I think it's there for them because I think Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is good. Like I didn't see them sweeping Florida, but they, they got to be getting tired on it. Those guys have played a ton of hockey. Um, if they don't have Braden Point. They're still elite. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I still think the Rangers are are uh, are uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, I just I'm not a believer in them. I think they're a year too early. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I, there's so many fans right now looking at the Rangers. Like, what the hell? Why was their rebuild so quick and so successful, or their retool, whatever they call but, it? But it wasn't really a rebuild when you get the first overall pick and you had guys like Panarin and like I I didn't buy that. That's not a true rebuild. <laughs> it wasn't an Oilers rebuild. No, you have a number one goaltender. You have quality defensemen. You have superstars up front. No, come on, that's not a that's not a rebuild. A rebuild when you're in last place for many 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 years and. You don't have any stars, and you know, like you're always selecting first overall. Like that's a rebuild. What the Oilers did a couple of times in the last 15 <laughs> years is a rebuild. But hey, I still give them credit. I mean, they 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 they, they took out my Stanley Cup um, my Stanley Cup pick in the Carolina Hurricanes, so I'll give them all the credit in the world. But again, I just think they're they're a year ahead, and I just don't think it's their year. So. I think it's gonna. I think the cup's coming to the West, whether Colorado or Edmonton, which is crazy to say right now. Oh, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, as we tape this, Rangers and Lightning tied at one apiece after 20 Ooh. minutes. So uh, we'll see what happens. Hernan, continued success with the Elks. Go Elks. Go Oilers. Go Riverhawks. Go Stingers. Go Oil Kings. And go everyone. <laughs> go Edmonton. Oil Kings. Yes, Connor. <laughs> that's 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 how we well. That's how we both kind of got our starts, right? Being some Oil Kings broadcast. Oh, yeah. We we go deep with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, <laughs> Nanzo, thanks a lot for doing this. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get you on down the road if your schedule allows it. 
for sure, my friend. Always a pleasure uh, talking to you. It's, uh, it's been a while, but uh, always happy to join you, my friend. There you go. That is Hernan Salas, formerly of TSN 1260, currently with the Elks. And uh, if you want to go check out the game on Friday night, head over to goelks.com. I think you can link it up to uh, Ticketmaster. That's how I got my tickets. And uh, like I said, I'm unable to go, but I pass those tickets along. The money goes to a great cause. And, uh, yeah, CFL football in the summertime, uh, I think it's supposed to be 20 degrees on Friday night. Get some drinks, get some food, cheer on the team. Always a good time sitting outside watching some live sports. And uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Other Corner Podcast for this edition. I think we'll have another one before I head off on vacation. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers in action on Thursday night, game number two. Oilers, Avalanche, Western Conference Final. Puck drop will be at 6 o'clock. If you want some pregame coverage, tune into TSN 1260 beginning at 5 o'clock. Tom Gazzola, Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, Matt Cassian. I'll be there too. And uh, realistically, though, if you want Oilers coverage, just tune into TSN 1260 throughout the day. There will be a lot of coverage going on with Nielsen, Jamo, Lowtide, Awanek. Uh, Jeff Walker will be around, Lieutenant Eric, of course, uh, Tom Gazzola. Lots of stuff going on on TSN 1260 pregame show, pregame coverage with the Edmonton Oilers. After that, the Edmonton Oilers, of course, will have game number three on Saturday night. That's uh, in Edmonton, another 6 o'clock start, and then a game on Monday, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what happens, but as we've discussed, the Oilers uh, obviously have a few things that they need to clean up before game two. Got to thank everyone who opted on today. Zach Lang of Oilers Nation, Hernan Salas, now with the Elks. All of you for tuning in. I do appreciate it. Thank our sponsors. Of course, the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. If you're going to sign up today, make sure to use promo code THPN. It'll help you out in a lot of ways. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm Connor Halley. Give me a follow on Twitter at Connor Halley. We'll talk to you next time here on the Other Connor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Other Connor Podcast. New shows drop every Tuesday and Friday wherever you get your podcasts from.